this is one of those things that I'll, I'll talk big about it now that it's kind of like fresh <laughs> in my mind. But when I'm sitting down actually doing the editing, to edit the like, show. you're like, mm, wait, uh, okay, I guess yeah. not. No. Yeah, I got to actually like talk to somebody. <laughs> so, it's not worth it. No. Yeah. Right? It's just not worth it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 243. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning drive to work by one Brogan King. Hello, hello. Hello. And today, uh, this evening, afternoon, drive to work, whatever, um, we're going to be discussing kind of a, a, a serious topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about dealing with burnout, how to how to recognize it, what forms it kind of takes, and to do that, we have uh, brought on a guest, uh, level three from up in the great white north of Canada, uh, Mr. Jason Wong. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey, Jason. So I said you were from Canada, but yeah. that's a really big... <laughs> turns out there's a lot of Canada. It turns out there's a lot of Canada. So what part of Canada are you from? So if you know most Canadians... Uh, they consider Toronto to be the center of Canada. Now, if there's anybody out west listening to that, they're going to be raging pretty hard <laughs> right now. But We're going to get so many angry emails. Toronto is the center of Canada, and that's like Eastern time, Eastern Standard Time. So just north of, like, New York City. I would be from, for, for the unknown, I'm from Toronto adjacent, um, which is three <laughs> hours east of Toronto, but... Close enough. Wait, close so enough. Wait, cl close to Toronto is three hours east of Toronto? So Relative so, to Canada. Yeah, Toronto itself is, there's a great, there's, there's the city of Toronto, then there's the greater Toronto area, which encompasses like five other cities around it within like a half an hour drive. Um, and I am not part of the, that area. Um, okay. So but you're part of the lesser Toronto area. Yeah, if you, if, <laughs> if you were to point to it on a globe, you could sneeze and, and point to my city. I, it's, it's funny. Point to it on a globe, not a map. Because Canada's that big. <laughs> I, I am actually looking at it on a map right now, and I'm like, Toronto's not in the in the middle oh boy those people from calgary and prince george are probably really upset mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i also don't believe in maps because <laughs> they have poor projections <laughs> yeah you just can't win parts of canada look much bigger than they actually are okay i don't believe in maps <laughs> i love that okay so uh jason so you're currently a level three judge yes uh okay. how long have you been a judge in total uh, I've been judging since 2009, um, May of 2009. That was back, uh, oh, what was that? I don't actually know what set that was, but um, my first GP was GP Toronto 2010, which was Scar Scars of Mirrodin Limited. Um, and I've been a level three judge since uh, June of 2013. So just under seven years. Time is so strange. Wait, I, that... I, I remember when you L3'd. Mm -hmm. Was that the first Vegas? Uh, 
It was you... right. I think it was right before the first Vegas. Okay. I remember there was like a string of five or six weekends where there was a new North American level three certified. I think <laughs> you were you were part of that. Uh, yeah, that's group. that's where I was. I was think I thought we certified on like either the same week or a week apart. Right. So I was in Providence. Um, okay. Case, Casey Casey was in there. Uh, Miami, yeah. I think. Um, Jason Flatford, you, Rob McKenzie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. probably forgetting up somebody who's now upset as well, but it's very wild to me. I legitimately had no, like I was, I knew, obviously I knew Casey, um, cause we were, we were very close friends. And then I met Jason through that group of people and Brian, I didn't know you at that time at all. So I had legitimately no idea that you had all L3 at roughly the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Within like two weeks of each other. Yeah. That's there was, there was an what? article on the main website, the wizard's website talking about the, like it, there was like a kind of a questionnaire where they asked everybody in oh, that group was. with some questions. I'm going to see if I can find that now. That's great. <laughs> Good. That'd be like the second time I've been on the Wizards website. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Brian. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> that of which we do not speak. All right. So, so yeah, so we're talking about the, um, the good old days, um, you know, kind of, kind of fondly, and we've been judges for a long period of time, and something that judges kind of start to wrestle with. And I'm not necessarily saying that this is all judges, but most judges at some point in time kind of have to deal with burnout of some sort. But it's also not exclusive to judging. Obviously, it's something you that a lot of judges have experienced. With judging and with other hobbies and life things as well. So, so here's our here's our legal disclaimer: we're not mental health providers. We're just giving our perspective. You know, your mileage may vary. And the, this note in the in the in the show notes is: any help this podcast gives you is purely accidental. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not uh, licensed in any way. However, we can share our experiences and experiences of th the people we know. Yeah, there, we've gotten like we've gone through it, and then we've gotten out of it, and then we've gone through it again, <laughs> out of it again. Yeah. The cycle so, continues. I, I think I think I've burnt out like two or three separate times, maybe more. <laughs> but uh, so uh, yeah, so yeah, you you know we're, we're talking about like you know being judges in 2013. That seems like a really long time ago and we were all once you know the 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 bright-eyed judges ready to take on the world and then a few years later right it's it's like the the player even if you are a newer judge you may have been playing magic for a really long time you know that that player who rolls in and they're super excited about buying sleeves and just like super excited about all their new gear that they buy that's matching and then meanwhile Five years Sigh. later, you're getting you're getting handed too many play mats to <laughs> even hold on to. Yeah, there there are people. If you talk to them, they're just like, I don't know why I'm here. They're like players or judges. They're just like, I don't know why I'm here. I just happened to 
a bunch of friends of mine are coming and I was like, okay, sure. Why not? Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's uh, momentum. It's, it's, yeah, it's something you've been doing and you don't particularly see a reason to stop, but you don't really have any motivation to continue going forward. So bef before we start getting into like the way the different ways that this could manifest itself, you know, or 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 causes or or feelings or emotions that that burnt out, burning out might inspire, can we? Do you guys have like a like a personal like like if you had to condense it down into a soundbite, like what burnout is to you or feels to you? Um, I'm happy to share mine, and I I really think to me, I am I am a person who gets very excited about things i get so excited about them that it's the only thing i can think about it's the only thing i can focus on and for me burnout is like you get so excited about something and then you keep doing it and you keep doing it and then you either get there or like the, 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 the time arrives or you do the thing you want to do and by the time it happens you've done it so many times and you don't even want to be there you're not having fun anymore and you're only doing it because you remember being excited about it and not because you're actually excited. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's tied to an emotion. And that emotion is the or a feeling of dread. Yeah. Um, so you everything leading up. To, it's, it's not dread as in dread that you'll perform poorly or that uh, you'll encounter someone or something that you you had a negative experience with before it's just the general sense of uh oh i have to do this i don't want to be uh, here yeah yeah and uh it's it, it's leading up to the so for, for certain people of course it's it's at different times for me it's leading up to the event when i'm at the event you know the the adrenaline of the day uh, is enough to keep, or the adrenaline of the weekend is enough to keep me going the entire weekend. But leading up to it is, I don't want to go. I the, don't want to pack. The feeling of of looming. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to buy a plane ticket. To, yeah. Or you keep finding an excuse to not buy the plane ticket, mm -hmm. or the you know get the hotel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I'm kind of the same way. It's just not not enjoying the stuff you used to or like just, I don't want to say going through the motions, but you're yeah, doing things because you're expected to do them and not because you want to do them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all the uh, momentum. Yeah, there there is a lot of that. So, so those are our, our our personal kind of big picture big picture views. So let's let's talk about like some of the things that can that can cause burnout. Um, the the first thing the first thing that I've got here. Or that we've got in the show notes is just being overworked slash underappreciated. Those are kind of those are kind of two of the they're, they're very tightly linked. They're they're hand in hand for sure. Right, and and this is this is kind of one that can apply at all all levels. Like there there's certain things that can burn out a level three that a level one doesn't necessarily uh, uh, participate in the you know some of the program work or what used to be program work. Um, but all of us leadership role stuff. Yeah. All of us can be overworked or underappreciated, you know, from the local store all the way up to uh, Grand Prix Magic Fests, pro, uh, players tours. So, you know, uh, 
an example is, you know, maybe maybe your store just has lots of events and just expects you to do them. Like there's you're getting taken for of... granted. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you guys have you guys had any experience with this? Uh, so for me personally, um, I I set a good. So back in the in the PPTQ um, world, um, uh, I have three local stores and I set an expectation with them that I wasn't going to do more than two events per season and they were they were good with that they would they would find another judge to come in from um out of town or something and i found that okay but the part that actually contributed to my my feeling of being overworked or uh, being expected to um judge an event were the rptqs right and so um Uh... i live about two and a half to three hours from toronto and montreal um, and so they would each have an RPTQ each season. Uh, and uh, since the uh, Wizards required that there be a level three as a head judge for the tournament, uh, I was the closest one. The the next closest ones, um, probably a couple of judges in like Pennsylvania or New York, maybe down in Detroit or John Good out in, out in Halifax. So all those cases, those people were traveling, you know, six hours, eight hours or they're flying in. Um, so, uh, the, the TO, like, I mean, they're great TOs, but they, it's still a cost that they had to front and they didn't want to always front it. And so it was always like, you know, Jason, please do them. Oh, come on. Do them every single time. And like, I, I, I was all right with it. I, I averaged probably one per, uh, uh, session or per season, I guess, but it, it, I did feel like I had to do them. Otherwise, like I was costing a store a whole bunch of money. And, you know, the stores, I'm friends with the 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 employees and the owners of the stores. And so, like, I'm not I'm not hoping to speak poorly of them or anything, but it's just it it's something that I felt I had to do. Um, you felt just, the obligation to, to, exactly. to help them out. Yeah, exactly. So that that is that does tie into there's a lot of of expectation to to do these to do these events and some guilt in if you don't do them you know, what, and this, what this happens to big, the event what happens right mm-hmm. you know we if you don't do the ptq like we saw what happened when the uh, uh when back back when there was like level requirements and stuff like that you know tos might even get players to lean on you a little bit mm. you know please do the event please or you'd show up to play as a judge you know you're a judge but you show up to play and like someone doesn't show up and they're like oh well we're gonna have to cancel the event if you don't judge it <laughs> well they just stare daggers at you <sighs> right so that's that's kind of a in in one respect it's great to to feel needed like that's actually not feeling needed or wanted is a is a thing that can contribute to to burnout but at the same time like having it imposed on you mm-hmm. like and guilt can can be a real thing um the, the also is if you're if you're not compensated like like being being recognized or compensated for your work is a huge motive motivating factor uh there was in uh, in the corporate world, like there was a study years and years and years ago that showed that, you know, uh, recognition can be as uh, uh, effective in motivating employees as pay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you give like a, a you know public public awards or recognition or something like that, not granted, money coming with it is 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 good too. Um, yeah, that's it's always a bonus, literally and figuratively. <laughs> right, but if you're not getting anything, like like it is just expected. You're not getting the 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 recognition, and you're not getting pay, you know good pay. Then you know you kind of start to start questioning why you're doing things after a certain point it starts feeling less like it's actually worth it for for a while you know free entry into fnm and some sodas while you're there is is enough and and for some people it always will be but for some people as you're trying to grow and your your obligations change it maybe that's not enough anymore and and like Free, free entry and a, and a soda for for an F and M, cool. But if that's also the if if you know F and M's five dollars, so then they decide to do a pre release, and they just and expect you to do that five five dollars in a soda, right? Right. Well, no, because pre releases are a ton more work. Um, but yeah, so that's that's from a from a a, a to direct standpoint. I think having your efforts not go recognized and not being you know paid appropriately go a long way to impacting and this and this isn't just at the store level this is you know rptqs and this is gps too like pay for gps isn't great you know yeah right and and you and that's where you have to really start to assess is this event worth it for me to go to with what travel costs whatever else i could be doing with that time it's not just the compensation piece piece it's the opportunity cost of well i could be doing something else with this time and would i rather be doing something locally it's there's a lot of factors yeah when when you're uh when you're going to an event and it's not just it's not a it's not a windfall for you you know like like me going to gp toronto for example i would make a lot of money because i don't have to travel very much anyways um but like if, if you're not if you're not there if you're not getting paid super well uh for it and you're not making a bunch of money out of it then you kind of have to figure or realize or factor in you know are you going to enjoy your time there are your friends going to be there um are you actually going to be able to hang out with people after your event or are you going to be working a 12-hour day and then just flopping on your hotel bed when you head home um and sometimes that just uh you're you don't end up getting paid a lot and the event is a lot of work and then there's just no time to really like have fun and and those non-monetary factors do become a huge factor after a certain and, point. Uh, another big thing with, with GPs is when you feel like you're a cog in the machine, okay? Like you're just, you know, they they plugged a person in a hole. Like they had a hole to fill and they put a person oh, in that. Like, like I'm, I don't matter. Somebody being here is what matters. It's not me. It's just a, a body. Right. Like that, right. that right, that right there goes goes a lot to 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 make you feel kind of under underappreciated. Um, something that uh, uh, SCG does, uh, or they did it at a few events. I don't know if they do it at every event, but they've done it at a few where they give like those those notebooks out. Mm-hmm. They've actually written like personalized messages on the front page of those notebooks. Yeah, right. That, that goes. That is 
that's the 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 positive vibe that gets you is huge. Um, yeah, like I've I've seen ones where it was like, uh, thank you, like thank you for coming to our fiftieth event, or or thank you for uh, being our our sides manager, and all of these things. Like it took time for someone to go through your event history with them and actually figure out that yeah this was your exactly your 50th event and so just realizing that someone cared enough to spend 10 minutes yeah directing something at you personally would be really nice um so so another another big category for um uh, for kind of impacting burnout is you know feeling fe the just a feeling of isolation in the program uh, this is this is very you know very variable depending on who the judge is because there's a lot of people that have very tight social circles and that they that they hang out with um, you know at events and outside events but you know there's a lot of easy ways to kind of feel separate from everybody in the judge program too because there's there's so many factors that that can be separating you like ge geographically judges are different you're learning from different people you have different styles you're on different shifts when you're at a at an event there's there's so many factors that even like even if they're not intended to to sort of separate people off they're somebody's going to end up feeling isolated somebody's going to feel like they are left out or are getting the short end of the stick in whatever situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so in Canada, for example, there are a, there are a bunch of judges uh, who live in Northern Ontario, which is a 16 hour drive to Toronto. Um, there's a bunch of judges uh, who live in Northern BC, Northern Alberta and all these places that, um, you know, is, is a significant drive to see another judge, like whether it be for a judge conference or a GP or whatever, they're not, they're not um, exposed, like they're not seeing other judges, they're not hanging out with other judges or learning from other judges um, whenever they want, right? And they have to, they have to make a huge effort to come out. And so during their day-to-day -day, uh, judging times, you know, when they're judging at their own store, it's, it's not that the whole judge community isn't there uh, for a lot of those people. Yeah, and there, from in my experience, I grew up in a whole judge community. When uh, in, my, in my magic experience, there were a lot of judges because I was in an area with a lot of judges. I was in Boston, where I, as I started to go to more events, I met judges who they don't even know who originally certified them because it was somebody at a random event mm -hmm. and they had to drive hundreds of miles to get there. There are people who were functionally judging in their stores, but didn't even know that judging was a thing until years and years later, because there just weren't judges in their area. And you can, you can also even, and you can feel isolated in an area with even lots of judges simply because you're, like you want to learn, you want to get better, and you maybe you reach out to you know some of the other judges, and you're like, hey, you know, I'm more interested in learning about X, and the response you get is, 
okay, cool, uh, go listen to this episode of JudgeCast or go read these articles. And they don't like do the mentorship thing. Like there's a lot of expectation of, you know, once you join the the, the judge program, you're going to have avail- all these mentors and stuff like that available to you. And it doesn't always work out that way because you might be, you might be asking someone who a isn't interested in doing any, any mentorship or B doesn't have time or C. any number of reasons. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of different reasons. Um, so you can, you can feel isolated that way because you're sitting there like you've got people around you, but no one's helping you. So it's it's hard to engage with a program that doesn't seem like, or a group of people that doesn't seem to want to engage with you. Right, and that and that and that can kind of lead into like, why am I doing this? Why do I care? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, also, also uh, uh, fear with regard to feeling isolated with within the program. Um, and I, I actually ha- learned this acronym just for this podcast, uh, FOMO. Uh, I didn't. I I kind of knew that that was a thing. I'm so proud of you. I did. I I speak millennial now. Um, so FOMO uh, is short for FOMORI, which are uh, yes. Tell fake, me more. Fake, which are <laughs> fake creatures. I think from like the winter court of the Sealy. Was it's a like, little. I'm a little unclear. Like I read a lot, it got a little confusing. Brian, was this like the 18th entry for FOMO on Urban Dictionary or something? And you just <laughs> no, like skip just, the first three I've been, pages. I've been reading. Uh, uh, I've been doing prep for D and D, but no, uh, FOMO stands for fear of missing out, and it's basically that thing that when you go on social media and you're seeing all the fun that other people are having, then you kind of you know, you, you you feel like you're missing out. Like they're having fun, they're doing a thing that you want to do, and it kind of kind of makes you feel bad. Especially if it's an event that you applied for and you were declined for, and or something other... where you had alternative plans and you just couldn't go, even though you really wanted to go, you just couldn't make it work. Yeah, right. I had a an excellent chat with a, a judge named Manny Cavalieri from New York um, this past weekend, where you see that all of these other judges who are attending events. So you might not like just, you're not at this event, for example. Um, and you see that those judges are there and you know that they are forming connections and they're uh, having uh, experiences without you. And then it's just this like little tiny inkling in the back of your brain. It's like, you know, am I still relevant? You know, do I, if, if I stopped showing up to these events, you know, Obviously, the judge program would continue. Would anyone even care? Would any, would anybody yeah. care? Would anybody miss me? So if I don't, if it doesn't matter that I'm not there, then, you know, why should I keep going? And and it, it even extends beyond that that particular event. It's uh, six months from now when you're hanging out with judges and they start talking about this thing that happened at this event that you weren't at mm-hmm. suddenly mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to take per- part in that conversation, you know, furthering that's, that's, that isolation. Right. And you know, that's, that's normal. And it's not like people shouldn't talk about a GP that they had in common or an event that they have in common, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still kind of one of these things where it just can make you, it, it feeds into uh, one of, one of the other points that we've got a little bit later on is I need to go to more events in order to stay relevant, in order to participate in these conversations. 
which leads to burnout, you know, because you're, you're starting to push yourself beyond what you you feel that you naturally would do just because you don't want to miss out on things. You don't want to feel isolated. Yeah. One of the, one of the standard, uh, farewell, like goodbye statements that you will always hear at an event is when will I see you next? You know, are you at Mm -hmm. this event next weekend or the one after that or the one after that? And for me, I, I just did uh, GP New Jersey past, this past weekend, and my next scheduled event is three months from now, uh, Houston. Um, and so that's so far away for some people, right? Some people who are who are judging three or four events a month and who are enjoying doing that. Um, basically, like I feel like I'll I'll be missing out on working with them, you know, on, on hanging out with my friends because I'm not doing something for, for three more months. This might seem like a really, like a kind of a heartless comparison, but hear me out. It's like, there's a show you really like, and then you can't watch it for a few weeks. And then you come back, but like you have all the spoilers on what happened in between mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel the same anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And then, and then when you when you go to this event after after three months, and they've been doing doing the events, they've grown or changed or something's different about the events now, and you know, and they know it and you don't, and they know it and you don't, and you're like, well, I, you know, I've been a judge for six seven years, and I I don't know this thing, you know, I mm-hmm. I I should know these things and I don't. I've just been replaced. Yeah, well, like um, there, there, there's a bunch of judges who I really only worked with when they first started being a judge, and so it was like I had I knew all these things I could show them how to do on-demand events and and give out penalties and write on slips and everything, and then you know, six months down the line, having not worked with them, and then suddenly you know they're getting. Uh, they're getting exemplars. They're getting uh, keystone recognitions. They're getting core staff for for being known as these amazing judges. And I'm just, and and when I think about where, them, where like, was I? Where, yeah, where was I? Like, why didn't I? Why didn't I help this person uh, grow? Why didn't I help this person uh, contribute to this person's growth? Obviously, there was a whole bunch of other people who helped, and and that person, of course, put in work themselves. But at the same time, it's like I'm not. It not was that important, really. The the per, the the people that helped him were the fairies from the Unseely Court. Huh, right. Oh, the good. Fo- yeah. The FOMOs. The FOMOs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so one one last thing about feeling isolated is occasionally you have um, I'm not gonna say the word in the show notes. I'm gonna say uh, jerk judges that are in your social circle that kind of drive you away. People who you just don't get along with. Yeah. Whether it's. I don't want to use the word toxic because I think that's overused, but just, you know, the people who really do not add pleasant experiences to your community. They're not positive EV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They can actually drive you away. And if there's a if there's a person that you really don't get along with or you don't like to hang out with them and they're in the center of the circle that you want to hang out with, well, suddenly you have to make a choice. 
And it's kind of like it puts you in a situation where maybe you can feel denied from being able to hang out with your peers or your friends because of this jerk. And maybe you look at it and go, oh, it's it's just me. I need to deal with my own self. And then when you finally do bring it up, everyone else is like, oh, good. I was waiting. I, I didn't want to be the one to say it. And you find out everyone else felt the same way about that person yeah. the whole time. Yeah. At the, at the same time, sometimes it is you. But sometimes, sometimes it is you. But I'd rather, I don't know about anyone else, but I'd rather know if it was me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> um, so something else that can, that can lead to burnout that's, that's, and this is again at all levels is kind of feeling irrelevant. Uh, one of the, we sort, big... of, sort of talked about that, like to some degree, with the isolation. Right. Well, I think that was uh, when when I put this note in here, we 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 kind of talked about it, but no one for FNM for PTQs or PPTQs, no one needs a like the tournament organizer doesn't actually need a judge. Like you work, you study, you become a level one, you become a level two, and you you know you think that you've you know you can do these things now, and then. You know, the T is like, eh, I don't need you. I can just have the guy behind the register do do FNM or the pre-release. I don't I don't need another – I don't need a judge. I don't need another mouth to feed here. Yeah, I don't need – yeah. Like, that can actually be – that can be a huge blow because, yep. you know, you, you went through the work. You did the work, and then someone's telling you that it's like, no, nah, I don't see any value in what you do over was and it, above – Was it worth it? What I got. Yeah, and, that's, I mean that's a bit of an indictment on the the judge program as it currently exists, right? Or like the judge, the, the previous judge program and, and its relationship with wizards is like there there are a whole bunch of level ones and a whole bunch of level twos who don't feel like they have a place in the program. And um, for a long time, there were the the like the the like the project the pro- project that you had, Brian, uh, like the L one definition mm-hmm. um, project and the L two definition project, and it was trying to like provide explain the value of judges to to tos and i think i think that's something that um, the people at judge academy are certainly working on right now but given that that kind of thing takes time that the development takes time and just every day every event every weekend that passes where that doesn't come out you know you feel like uh you feel like nobody's nobody from above is actually promoting um, like a store judge as being useful. Right. right. And, and it's, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense of if you don't feel, if, if you don't feel useful or you aren't given an opportunity to show that you are useful or you are given an opportunity and you don't take advantage of it, then you've kind of also just reinforced the idea that uh, L ones aren't, uh, you're, you're not, uh, you're not selling the value. Right. And, and, and so it's, so it's this, it's this cycle and someone has to decide to break it and it's probably not going to be the tournament organizer, you know? Right. So, uh, and then, and then we talked a little bit earlier about how, how easily it is that you can be replaced. Someone will, I, I think, I, I can't remember whether it was me or, or one of the other judges I talked to where it's like, if you there there are some judges that will crawl over the corpse of their own grandmother to get a, a spot at a GP. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, so so you saying like this isn't worth this isn't worth my my time, this particular event, I'm just gonna say no thank you. And whoop, they got by the end of the day, you know, phone call later, that spot that you gave up is is filled with somebody. So 
you know, there's this sense that you're kind of disposable. Yeah, I uh, I remember I had a conversation with another level three in Canada um, a few events ago where um, they were offered a they they were not staffed as core for a GP and they came and they judged as as a non core four judge um, and then one of the days uh, they were offered core like you know various judges had pulled out or something and he said um, should I make a stand here. Should I say, you know what, uh, thanks for the offer. I'm not going to do it, uh, you know, because it's not expected of me. So I shouldn't feel like I'm pressured to do so. And um, honestly, my my advice for that judge was, you know, if you say no, it's not going to matter. Someone else will take it. Um, and and yeah. then that, that that feeling, you know, like uh, you, you could try to make a stand, but is that is that stand actually going to fall just fall on deaf ears? At, at the end of the day, is that stand going to accomplish what you want? Exactly. Yeah. And and then that that carries with it its own kind of, you know, I have I have no power in this situation, which which can kind of lead to, I don't want to say depression. We're we're getting like like being de like de depression is a is something that's close to burnout, but I don't want to get into that area so i probably shouldn't have brought it up but it, it like it's a serious topic and right, and, and I, you can feel you can you can send, get feelings of hopelessness you can get feelings of powerlessness as and it sounds like a lot but it's important to acknowledge uh, one of the the other things with uh with burnout is you know the rules are complicated and they're always changing it's not easy to stay current to the level that we expect judges to be current. Hmm. You know, there's so many communication methods. There's so many ways things are published. There's, if you're, if you're looking for events, if you're looking for, um, rules, updates and policy updates, it's, there's, there's so many moving pieces. It's not just, you can, you, you got it once and you're good. Yeah, honestly, I'm even I'm just burnt out by the number of formats that there are in Magic. Like at first there was Brawl, and then there was Historic, and then there was Pioneer, and like having not uh, like not not being very invested in constructed Magic, I you know I have a fleeting idea of what it's of what of what each format is, but um, it's all of the bannings and all of the card changes that come out every week and whatever is that like, even that's making my head spin a little bit. Yeah. Change, right. change fatigue is a thing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and judges are expected to be able to have the answers regardless of the format and regardless of what changes may have happened. Right. And there could, there could be a rules change that has ripple effects for all of these little card interactions that judges love to quiz each other on and you don't ever actually see in a modern event, but like if you if you remember remember when they made the change about uh, how blood moons and and uh, and shocklands interacted, yeah, like that was what two years ago, mm -hmm. like yeah, that that actually like I don't even know what I couldn't tell you when that was, right? But there was there was suddenly like it wasn't just learning that interaction; it was having to relearn dozens of tricksy little that, things that may or may not be relevant anymore you know 
in it from a from a, a standard standpoint, but those th- or a modern standpoint, but those things are in your in your head, and you've got yeah. to go back and do an inventory and fix them. Yeah, right. Because because you, you had like even, even like I knew the, I knew the rule for Blood Moon and Shocklands before they changed it, and uh, but but what I was recalling at any point was not the rule. It's just I knew the answer. The answer was comes into play tapped because. That's the thing. I know that's how the rule works. I just so, know this is the case. So I go to 10 different calls that are related to the exact same thing. Replacement effects before a card enters the battlefield. Boom. I know the answer. Done. And then uh, you know, every single call after that rules change, you have to think and you have to be like, is this one of what's if this is this how or how the rules change or did the rule change affect this interaction? And uh should I hesitate or I will be hesitating every time I take a call because I, I can't trust what's in my brain anymore. Yeah. You're it's it's adding an extra step of your mental index. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you walk away for three months, you take a three month break. Well, now that means when the next when the next update comes along, you've just got that additional backlog. You've created that wall that you have to you have to overcome. Um so I guess one of one of the other uh, talks is the feeling that you aren't doing enough or you're doing too much. Like, I, I, or the reality is, where you feel like you're not doing enough, but really you're doing way too much. Yeah, and and I think this is this is because um, you know there's this this constant strive to 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 be better and making improvements and and doing more requires more more time more energy more effort so there there isn't like a you know i'm going to be the best i can with only 10 percent of my total effort you know someone's going to say like well wouldn't you be better at 11 percent oh yeah i'd be better with 11 okay, oh, so i guess that's 11. true now i, I guess yeah. that's true <laughs> you got you know. me yep so so there there was uh some something uh, uh when i was a young developer i remember being uh one of my one of my mentors kind of teaching me he's like eh, better is the enemy of good enough it's like you can always sit there and make your code better but there's a point where you reach good enough and you need to learn where that point is and i think a lot of a lot of judges who are who are very very active don't necessarily know or how to recognize when good enough when they hit good enough mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I think um, one of the it's it's also one of the 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 downfalls of social media and the fact that people generally only post their accomplishments, the the positive parts. Media. Yes, and so you, all you'll see is this judge. They're on their six week world tour of for magic judging and then visiting and. Uh, and and doing all these sightseeing things in between, or you're hearing about these judges who uh, they're posting in their local groups about uh, the conferences that they're organizing, and um, you know everything and, and looks so glamorous. Things. Yeah, all of these people are doing all of these things, and you're not. You know, you're sitting there, you're you're judging the events as you enjoy doing them, but you're not actively contributing to a project that's very visible or or you're not uh you're not going to all these events that other people kind of expect you to be going to and then so suddenly you're just 
you feel like you're uh, just another judge, not someone that uh, people might be looking up to. Yeah. And and so the, uh, a flip side of that is actually something that can that can actually lead to lead to burnout is when you do recognize that you're doing a lot and then you look around and you you realize that other judges are doing less. Oh, and that can kind yeah. Of, yeah. And then it becomes what's that? The group project mentality. You mm, do right. No one else is doing anything. Right. And you start getting you start getting mad and irritated and then you, you're just super bitter. Right. And that that can also lead to burnout because you joined the project because you wanted it to succeed and you you have a vested interest in it and you just you just do it and you just you just rage <laughs> making the program making the program better and you're angry about it. You spite fix it. Spite fix it. And that, and I think some of this just comes down to the sort of people who tend to get involved with judging. It's it's the sort of people who want to make events better, want to improve the community around them for whatever reason in whatever way you can. And you so you keep giving more and more to try to make it better. And then either either you go, "Oh, oh, this is I need to do more," or then you look around and go, why isn't anyone else doing this? Why am I the only one doing this? Yeah, but it also ties back into the like not getting appreciated for your work because mm -hmm. um, it might be it might be that everyone in the project in your project is recognized as a, as a as as contributing to this project equally, and you're like, no, no, I did most of it. Uh, Thanks. Nobody else did anything, but you know, good good for other people in the group for being in it <laughs> oh the 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 frustrating thing was when you're you're like the leader of a project and uh you you put forward members of your members of your team for uh recognition on getting something done and they get their recognition and then you because you didn't put your own name forward because that would be weird hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm so, yeah. Even though you were doing just as much, if not more. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then you kind of feel selfish because yep. you're like, am I not being recognized? And uh, like, should I feel bad for wanting yeah. this? Exactly. Right. Oh, wow. There's a lot of like internalized like guilt and stuff like that in mm -hmm. So, so let's 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 talk about. Okay, so we we've talked about things that can things that can lead to burnout. Like so, maybe maybe let's talk about like some ways to recognize or or maybe because I don't think people always realize when they're getting burnt out. Oh no, there's there's um, usually some sort of intervention involved. Right. So so what are what are some things that that people can look at and kind of ask themselves if they're doing or if they're feeling to see if they're actually burnt out. Well, like, I mean, I think the yeah, we Brian kind of said it. And his his definition is just dreading dreading going to an event is is and then Jason also said a similar thing. It's just looming there in front of you, and and you don't want to go. And then also just not engaging with the game anymore, not playing Magic, not if it's hard to want to judge Magic if you don't like playing. And then along with that you're withdrawing from the people that you play magic with or associate with magic and you don't talk to those people i think there's also a bit of a like an 
after event uh, feeling is if you leave the event and you say, yeah, that was a thing I did. Or you're just exhausted. Yeah. And, and you don't, you don't like two weeks from, from the event, you don't really remember anything that happened about it. You don't remember the people that you, that you were on a team with or that you had dinner with. Um, just... you, so something, something's not like making positive memories uh, in your mind. Yeah, if at, at the end at the end of the event, if you just want to go back to your hotel and you don't want to deal with anybody else anymore, like I, I realize that there's some people that are like introverts mm -hmm. and they have you know the I associate with people up to a certain point and then I have to disassociate and go you know go go be by myself for a while, chill out by yourself, yeah, right. But if you're normally like if you're normally a pretty social person, mm -hmm. at the end of the event, you're just like hey, I don't care about any of these people. I'm going back to my hotel room. Mm -hmm then yeah that's that's a sign also and i think this is a relatively common way of this manifesting is is just complaining a lot is just every every little thing going on you irritates you every person every player every i, I just realized that implies that players aren't people but you know what i mean um <laughs> They're not. <laughs> it's just, it's just complaining a lot. <clears throat> yeah. And um, now that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't voice complaints that you have, but I think there's a certain amount of mindfulness where you should sit and reflect and say, "Am I? Am I? Do I really care about this one thing, or do I care about how this whole thing is making me feel?" Yeah. This is this is a hobby. Like I I know that there's people that have you know this is their full-time job, but for the vast majority of people this is, you know, a side hustle. Um so if you're not if you're not feeling it, if you're you know giving up things to 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 judge and you're not getting anything out of it, you know, that's going to that's going to lead to some some burnout and some resentment. Like you know, you're going to start, you're going to start getting mad that you had to, you had to do these things, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, because you feel like there's these expectations that you have to go to these events and stuff like that. And you're just going to start getting mad. You're going to, maybe you go to an event and you know, your team lead isn't great. You know, they're not awful, but they're not great. And you're just like, oh, I can't believe that they did. So it's, it, it, I mean, you're complaining, but I think resentment's a little bit stronger. Mm -hmm. Also, um, you're kind of you're kind of instead of instead of just kind of complaining about the situation, you're actually forming a judgment opinion about that person, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, those are those are those are things that you might you might find yourself doing. And those are things that you can look at, like if you're complaining a lot, if you're if you're taking it personally that they put an an owl logo on the judge foils, you know. <laughs> And you're you're angry about that, you know, beyond just like eh, kind of I don't know, maybe it's a little silly, you know. Are people angry <laughs> about that? Yeah, if you're angry about it, then like maybe maybe there's there's something there. <laughs> Is that a thing people are mad about? Uh, there were some people angry about the uh, the owl logo. I thought the owl logo was goofy, but it's a little <laughs> silly, but it's cute. Yeah, uh... <laughs> it's it's what. It's cute. 
Yeah. How many E's are in that? Uh, it's there's a few E's and probably yeah. some O's in there as well. Yeah, it doesn't look as like physically when you get the physical cards. It's not as pronounced as it was on the 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 screenshots that they provided like a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, uh, all right. I think, I think um one one other thing that I uh, I can I would recognize in myself in terms of burnout is. During the event, if you're just looking forward for the event to end, um, whether it's a GP and it's day one or day Friday has just finished and you're like, okay, I'm almost halfway done and then I'm ha- and then I'm two thirds done and then I can leave. You're, right? you're, you're putting all the the like you do in school where you're like, okay, just one more one more hour and then I only have two more hours, then one more <laughs> hour and then I only have one more hour. Yeah. Oh, one more hour, and then I'm three hours away from my lunch break, and then I'm already halfway done. This. <laughs> You're finding every possible landmark you can. Yes, to look forward to leaving. Now, now that that is close to something else that I don't think is is burnout related. Like towards the end of your towards the end of your shift, you know how a lot of times they might release you like 45 minutes to an hour early before the end of your shift. Mm-hmm. If if you start like chomping at the bit like two hours before the end of your shift. Hey, can I leave yet? Can I leave? Can I leave? You know, it's, it's slowing down. That might not actually be burnout. That might just be entitlement. Yeah. You feel like you are owed that time. The thing. Yeah. Right. Like I, I I do want to clarify just like the, the, is it time to leave? Is it time to leave? Is it time to leave? It might not be because you're getting burnt out. It might just be because, yeah, you signed up to work a nine-hour shift, but somehow you feel like you should be entitled to leave after only seven. Um, Brian, so. it seems like you're you're you've personally experienced this. I I might have one or two people in mind when I'm when I'm saying saying what I'm saying, but anyway, um, let's move on. So so these are ways that you can recognize in your in your in yourself. You know, you're you're dreading events. You're not doing parts of the game that you enjoy you're you're withdrawing from people you're maybe you're arguing or complaining a lot and you're just you know finding yourself being contrary this is Um, this is also something you can see in in other people in the people that you care about now i wouldn't just go calling every person you see out on hey maybe maybe this is a problem but if there's somebody that you're close to and you see this happening I think it's worth approaching the conversation and saying right. mm-hmm. this may this might be a thing. This this might be happening. Yeah. How many how many times have you been talking to another judge and you've heard the statement, I'm just just events just aren't fun anymore? Mm-hmm. Like you hear more, that a lot more than once. Mm-hmm. You hear that a lot. Um all right. So so those are ways to, to recognize it. So let's 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 put on our pseudo psychological you know, our shrink hats and talk about like ways to combat burnout. Um, you know, and these are all, you know, one, one, no one size fits all. It's all going to be circumstantial and based on what works for whom. Yeah. But I, I think, I think one of them that, that's, that's not here actually, actually I, I do have that on the list. So we'll talk about that last cause it's last there. Um, lear- learning to say no is. I'm so huge. bad like, at this. Right. Because there's this mental image that judges have to be like super helpful and we have to say yes to everything. You, you know what I mean? Like we're supposed to be like willing to help and being willing to help normally means saying yes to everything. 
And you need to be willing to help yourself be able to do this sustainably too. Can I be super honest about something? Yeah. After I was asked to guest host this uh, this uh, episode, uh, I was just like, wait. Do I have time to do this? Oh. <laughs> and I mean, I ended up deciding, yes, I do. But it was like, I have a lot of other things that I could be doing right now. And, like, and I'm not saying that to be like, to, to say I am gracing you with my presence or anything. But like, learning to say, no, I have not done, I have not figured out how to do that yet. I mean, it's relevant. It's like, it's, it's an actual experience that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's it's nota if if a judge comes up and says, "Hey, you wanna you wanna help on this project?" and you might actually think, "Yeah," but then do the thing that that Jason did. Do I actually have time? You know, am I going to, you know, be able to give it the 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 percentage of myself that it's that it deserves? And if the answer is no, then your answer needs to be no. And it's it's okay to back out of something you've already committed to. I. I know that I am bad at it. I know it's easy to feel guilty about, but just because you've said, "Oh, I'll, 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 I'll do this," doesn't mean that you have to do it. Now, if you're supposed to judge an event and it's, you know, the next day and you really don't want to do it, maybe line someone else up to do it before you say, yeah. "Okay, deuces." But, right. yeah, but you can, you can back out of that. things. If if you if you back out the night before and leave them high and dry, <laughs> they will remember. You know whoever whoever hired you for that gig will remember it. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and don't don't let don't let judging absorb all of your time. Like I've got I've got a rule that I won't. You know I'm I'm divorced, single dad. I've got my daughter half the time. I won't judge on weekends that I have my kid. You know, I won't swap or trade or anything like that. It's it's no, that's my time. And that's that's a boundary that I've set. And it's been hard sometimes to 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 keep it. And I've you know, I've bent it like once or twice, uh, normally for like the one in region GP we get a year. It seems to always fall um, on, on the weekend. But, yeah, that's a, don't don't let it absorb all of your time. Like, like realize that. Every event you do, every project you work on, every minute you spend on Facebook groups is taking time away from something else, you know? Yep. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the opportunity cost. Yeah. Judge, judge, the judging will absorb everything you give it. So you can't just like, just do it until you've done enough because enough is never enough. I think that kind of merges into one of the next things we wanted to say in that, be think about the plans that you're making if i say right now that i'll judge a thing in a month and then i see say in two weeks that i'll judge something in in three weeks oh i've put myself i've put two events back to back so i be be aware of how what you're going to be feeling at the time when you're going to be when you've made the plans for right yeah Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you if you're starting to feel kind of burnt out now, you're really, you know, ain't nothing going to get better in, in three months from now if you're still accepting work, you know. So, yeah. Um, one of the things that I've found actually helps me say no to events or to set boundaries is uh, to 
to ask somebody else to remind me of said boundaries. So uh, I've I've set a, a maximum of one event per week or sorry, <laughs> one event per month. Um, but you know, sometimes there are those enticing things. You know, there's a there's a GP in your near your hometown or a SEG near your hometown, and you're like, okay, these two events they happen to be right next to each other, but you know what? I'll be able to handle it. And then you know, you have your what's the term accountability buddy? You have that yep. person there to uh, to say uh, no or or not no, but you know. Uh, hello remember this boundary that you set for yourself i'm gonna i'm gonna make you uh think about that long and hard seriously consider yeah like uh, in, in the end that person can't stop you right but that person's gonna make you just consider uh why you made those boundaries in the first place yep. yeah and they're and they're not there to tell you you absolutely cannot it's just having having a second opinion and having more than just the the little person in the back of your mind going are you sure yeah the uh one other thing to suggest is if you will believe social media the one thing that solves all problems is staying hydrated so we'll include that in that list in this list <laughs> just drink some water have some water burnt out. yeah you won't be burnt out anymore it's fine that's the midwestern cure to everything I mean, water puts out fires, which causes burns. So, checkmate. Yeah. All right. Fair. Fair enough. I was, I was making a, a pseudo glib answer, and and uh, Jay Wong here schooled me hard. <laughs> Got him. I Got an, him. I'm an expert. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so social circles. So when when you're burnt out, like support can be really big, and we t we talked about. Um, when you're, when you're judging and you, you're, 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 you're feeling burnt out and you're feeling like you're missing out because your friends are talking about events that you didn't participate in and that can make you feel isolated. One of the ways to combat that is to, to talk to judges and, and friends and stuff like that about things that aren't judging. Like mm -hmm. it, it seems kind of weird, but like if you're making friends in the judge program or you're trying to make friends in the judge program, branch out, you don't have to talk about you know, your third commander deck or this really cool rules interaction with adventure cards, you can talk about, you know, D&D &D or this cool new book or how awesome Baby Yoda is. Pretty or awesome. wrestling. Or wrestling. Um, I think, like, like Brogan and I were, were texting back and forth about the Royal Rumble this past weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone reach out to me with all of your opinions about the Royal Rumble, please. Um... <laughs> But no, it's... Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think if you're able to hang out with some judge friends on a non-judge event, like not not a Thursday before a GP or, you know, for dinner after a judge conference or something, if you're able to just go to someone's house and hang out with them, you know, that that's not always possible. But, you know, like if if, if you were able to do that, and you're making those friendships outside of the judging uh, mindset, I think that helps a lot too. Yeah, I I don't know about either of you, but I when I stopped actively judging all the dang time, I it helped me really get a sense of what what judges are people that I actually enjoy spending time with and what was just proximity, you know? 
Yeah, because one of the things that I find is um, ever since I just made the decision to stop or to, to judge fewer GPs, when I'm at those GPs, I choose the people whom I eat dinner with or that I that I sit next to and chat with on break um, because the amount of time that I get to spend around those people is just so much lower. And so I want to I want to make sure that it's, it's the people that I like hanging out with. Outside. It's worth your time. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that elitist L3 isolating himself. No, I, I, under, I understand it. I, uh, and it, yeah, it, it's absolutely, it's, it's, your time is super valuable. And when you're on break, you want to hang out with who you want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, def definitely, uh, form, form bonds that are, that extend beyond just magic and judging. Uh, and, and you'll, you'll, it'll it'll help lessen it'll help lessen the burnout because the relationships that you're you're forming are closer and if you start to pull back you still got those relationships like and you don't feel necessarily the guilt or anything like that you know you can still talk about you know wrestling or star wars or you know uh the latest superman comic i don't know but and it it takes away some of those feelings of isolation and of being easily replaced and it's like you you've made a difference to these people, even if you're not actively engaged in judging. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and then I guess the, the, the last, the last one is, uh, you gotta learn, learn to be willing to walk away. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's like pretty... it's, it's, it's even more so than just saying no, you know, saying no is just like, Hey, can you do this event? No. Can you mentor this person? No. This is, you know, your store isn't treating you well um, and you don't have another and your only option is you keep doing the thing that's making you miserable or you stop. Uh, you stop judging and because the, the store doesn't want or or GPs don't GPs are what you enjoy, but GPs don't pay enough for you to continue to go to them. You know, if, if you're finding yourself just doing something that makes that makes you miserable and just walk uh, i mean it's kind of it's kind of fatalistic in in a, in a regard but you know if if there's no way out of a bad situation like you've looked at things you've 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 tried to set boundaries you you've worked to try and uh make yourself valuable to the tournament organizers so that they might give you a little bit more recognition or actually take you seriously uh and nothing works then just you know mm -hmm. say no on a grand scale mm-hmm Everyone eventually judges their last event. Oh, that's I'm, really true, but... Am I wrong? No. But that's, <laughs> but that's like saying, like, every relationship ends in, you know, breakup or death. Uh, uh, yeah, breakup or death. Well, I didn't, I didn't intend to mean that in the saddest way possible, but <laughs> here we are. I think I also jumped to death when you said that statement, but I just didn't vocalize it because it was nah. a little good but you know you got this people <laughs> everyone judges their last event <laughs> that that was broken channeling the undertaker right there right yes absolutely <laughs> uh-huh man dead man walking so yeah but that that needs to be and and sometimes you know if you're if you're feeling burnt out and you're just going through the motions 
you know, take some time off, take a year and then reevaluate at the end of the year. You know, maybe you come back and you're like super happy, you know, uh, there, there was um, like, I know I've pulled back, you know, I've been a judge like 10 years now. There have been like two or three times that I've pulled back uh, and then I've, I've come back and started engaging in things again. And I think uh, I know others have had similar experiences. Oh yeah. I want to, I want to stress uh, when you said a year, that's like an actual time period of break. Uh, what I, uh, I mean, for, for some people you can, you can take less time and it'll be fine. But like in my experience, some people will say, I'm going to take a two or three month break from judging. And then that'll be enough to re rekindle my fire. And I, I, I don't find that it works for me. Um, it's like you have to, you really have to step away and like distance yourself from the program to decide if it's something that you still want to continue with. Right. And, and, and there's, sorry, go on. Then when you come back, you really want to think about the, the moments of, did I, did I, what did I miss here? Like, what did I, did I miss the events? Did I miss the people? And then even if you come back, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe you get to the point where like you're, you're up here at, at level three and you've done all these, these GPs and stuff like that. And then you leave and you come back and you're just like, yeah, I want to come back, but I only want to do pre-releases because that was the best part anyway, <laughs> you know, or, eh, I really like doing, uh, I like doing players tours. So that's what I'm going to, I'm going to, focus on doing enough to to continue doing that like you can kind of whittle it down to just the stuff that you you want to do huh i think i've changed my mentality on that like for a while there was like i was like no 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 if you want to do the, the the event stuff you need to do the program stuff too to kind of like earn it mm. but right. I, I've, I've really i i've kind of changed on that like yeah let the people who like doing that thing do that thing mm -hmm. right there's not enough of them but God bless them. <laughs> right. I mean, if it, I can, I can see the perspective of you, you need to, to sort of earn this by doing these other pieces. But if that's really what someone is passionate about and that's really what they're good at, then more power to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, does anyone else like have any, any ways to combat burnout sleep? Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, talking, uh, talking to, to the people around you. And I know I've, I've said that a lot is just talking to the people whose opinions matter to you. One, asking them if that's something commiserate and talk to them about what they've experienced mm -hmm. and, and two, ask for their ideas on what they've seen from you and what they think may help you because maybe it's something that you haven't even thought about. Yeah. You're, um, it's a little corny, but you're not, we're not in this alone. You know, that we have people around us who are our friends and they're here too. Uh, most of them are here to look out for the best of us. And when, when you say friends, you're not necessarily talking about just friends within the judge program. You're talking about, you know, your, your high school friend that you still hang out with on the weekends and you're drinking buddy and whatever. Right. And mm -hmm. well, maybe, maybe I have a coworker who I'm really close to who sees me on the day to day and they've seen me get frustrated with work things and they've seen how I've felt about traveling to events. 
and I've talked to them about my feelings about judging. Maybe they're a helpful person because they both have the context for what my day to day looks like and the context for how I'm I've been feeling about judging. Yeah, because yeah, the people people who you work with are, are often know that you know you're going away for an event or you're having an event on the weekend or something, and maybe you used to talk about it super excitedly and you're like oh there are 50 people at this pre-release and um it's the biggest thing i've ever done and there are all these fun rules calls and then next you know six months down the line they ask you how your next pre-release was and you're like oh yeah it's fine there are 50 people oh i didn't go yeah (laughs) they can they can kind of point that out to you and this is you know not only your friends but like your parents like my mom has a really good way of like putting things into perspective about this game like when you get like really really passionate and you're getting really really frustrated about things she can just be like you know i mean do do you still like it do you still have fun and you know she'll just ask those questions and you know it it really like like having your mom ask it's like well is it still fun honey and she's just like uh is it maybe (laughs) i don't know and she's like okay well you should think about that like having your mom say stuff like that really gels things Mm. so (laughs) that's super yeah i that i have not experienced that with my mom but i love that yeah when uh i know this will be the second the second suspension reference in this episode or maybe 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 the third but i remember when we got when the judges got suspended for for that situation you know four years ago i remember telling my mom i was like yeah i got i was all indignant i was like i got suspended and she goes well you can still play right or no she said you can still play with your friends though right like we were going out riding bikes and throwing sticks and stuff (laughs) you can still play with your friends right i was like well, yeah, I can still play with my friends. And she's like, okay, well, then it's fine then. And I was like, like a lot of anger and indignation just kind of like drained out of me at that point. I was like, I I can still play with my friends. I guess you're right. Yeah, mom. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess that's, that's that's, the moral of the story is listen to your parents. Yeah, (laughs) just your mom. My My dad's opinion is, you know, like, the game's on um <laughs> oh no <laughs> listen to the people whose opinions you value <laughs> right mm-hmm. just not while the yankees are playing so uh, your dad's a yankees fan are we gonna start fight are we gonna start another beef <laughs> another twitter poll i've never met somebody who unironically likes the yankees i unironically like the yankees fascinating <laughs> Well, you're from Boston. I am not from Boston. You're but from near Boston. I am from Michigan. <laughs> really? I thought you used to live... Anyway. Anyway. Maybe it's just because you used to hang out with Brefka a lot. No, I lived in Boston. I'm from Michigan, though. Oh. You got the Boston. But no, but no one cares about the Tigers. So anyway. All right. Sports. Yay, sports. Um, all right. Any... any important points we want to make before we start signing off here i got nothing no no i'm good all right well we need to walk away from this podcast this episode before we burn out yeah Yeah. i have i have important things to do um well i'm watching things what what sort of things oh my pupper is in the other room just whimpering oh oh 
story. All right, we've all got puppies to hug. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, uh, Jason, is there anything that you've got going on that you'd like to tell anyone about? Any any cool judge stuff or cool life stuff you want to share? Um. Besides well, a cute dog? That's about it, you know. I, I am currently trying to take some uh, of the advice that we've told ourselves today, um, and I have a three-month break from judging. Yay! Uh, so I wish everyone who is judging in this time frame the best and i hope they have lots of fun and i hope that when i come back to judging in april that uh, i will enjoy it a lot oh that's we should have a, a some sort of post break checkup and see how you're feeling okay if if you want yeah yeah i would like that all right well thanks to both of you for being on the show and thank you to everyone who is listening um, if you like this episode, you can find all of our older episodes at uh, judgecast.com. You can reach out to us at facebook.com slash judgecast at judgecast on Twitter and shoot us an email at judgecast at gmail.com. You should rate us whatever the maximum number is on whatever podcast rating system you have. I'm I, I'm a non-denominational podcast listener. <laughs> uh, Platform agnostic. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That all being said, uh, I am Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Jason Wong. I keep it fair. I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep resenting others and complaining about everything. <laughs>